In a world of chaos, blasphemy, and bias, there is only one news source you can trust. The Transatlantic Times, with your hosts, Joseph Bransworth and Benjamin Brown. Ah, Benjamin, it's finally October. And you know what that means. Yeah, baby, the freaks are coming out. Um, not quite, Benjamin. I was simply referring to spooky season. You know, falling autumn leaves, carved jack-o'-lanterns, homemade costumes for Halloween night, setting brown bags full of shit ablaze on the doorsteps of your good Christian neighbor's porch. Benjamin, I don't think that qualifies as an ethical tradition. Joseph, as I recall, the phrase is trick or treat. And how are flaming piles of shit considered a trick? They're not. They're my treat to the neighbors. Very well. For the week of October 1st, this is the Transatlantic Times. I am Joseph D. Bransworth. And I am Benjamin Brown! Well, as we enter into spooky season, some of you more deranged listeners may find yourselves in a haunted house or two. But if you find yourself in the same position as this 11-year-old Ohio boy, you may want to don a pair of steel-toed boots before heading off to just any old spook shack. And why is that, Joseph? Well, because his crocs didn't stand a chance. A chance against what, Joseph? Against the Bowie knife, Benjamin. What Bowie knife, Joseph? The one irresponsibly brought onto the premises by the haunted house employee, Benjamin. Must I tell you everything? Christopher Pogozelski, 22, was up to his usual scaring shenanigans as an employee of the Seven Floors of Hell haunted attraction when, after brandishing a large knife in front of an 11-year-old boy, the boy reportedly told him, That's fake. I'm not scared. You know, my wife said that just last night. Pogozelski then struck the ground with the knife in an attempt to frighten the boy consequently piercing the lad's croc shoe and cutting his big toe. Father, son, and holy roast! That must have hurt like hell. Seven floors of hell, Benjamin. President of Night Scream Entertainment, Rodney Geffert, insists that the stabbing was an accident. He states, quote, I guess he got a little too close. It was a complete accident and poked the boy's toe. Unfortunately, the boy's mother, Karen Bednarski, reported that the staff of the attraction initially denied her son first aid, saying, quote, They told me that they were not certified to administer first aid. She also weighed in on the stabbing of her son with the profound exclamation that only a loving mother could have over her own injured offspring. Quote, I'm highly upset. Police have apprehended Pogozelski and his big toe-poking bowie knife, of which he admitted, quote, using the knife was not a good idea. Gefford has claimed that his employees are not permitted to touch guests, and the use of blades is restricted to rubber prop knives. Well, where's the fun in that? If you want to get scared, you've got to let them rip, baby. Poke my toe, cut off my earlobes, chain me to the floor, rip my hair out, and spank my body. Benjamin! That's quite enough sadomasochism for one broadcast. Our listeners have no interest in your personal life. Anywho, charges are being pressed against Pogozelski, and the young Bednarski is expected to make a full recovery. Praise God, and may his toe live on to wander the halls of haunted attractions for years to come. Amen. Now what have you got for us, Benjamin? Something good. Okay, how good? Like really good. Like really, really good? Like really, really, really good. Benjamin, I can hardly bear the excitement any longer. What's the headline? A group of young Danish gentlemen 
have been lodging nicotine pouches in their buttholes and foreskin to get buzzed. Benjamin, what part of this story is good? Every part of it, Joseph! It's f***ing hilarious what 19-year-olds will do. Okay, I'm going to need some more details. Well, according to reports from Denmark's National Health Institute, many young lads have been experimenting with the nicotine pouches known commonly to Scandinavians as snus. The packets, which are typically placed in the lip to give a little nicky buzz, have been finding their way into other parts of the body, such as the butthole and foreskin. I'm uncomfortable. In an interview with 19-year-old Oliver Rinchorge, the boy told about how he and his friends placed the snus under their foreskins to see what would happen. And? He said the only effects he noticed were a burning sensation and a rash the next day. But get this. In another interview, one health expert mentioned how a patient got drunk and forgot to take the snus pack out of his foreskin before going to sleep. Oh, dearie me. And what happened to him? His entire penis fell off. Are you serious? No, Joseph. It just turned really red and got super swollen. Oh, thank heavens. Didn't you mention something about buttholes, too? Why, yes, Joseph. I certainly did. The director of the Danish National Institute of Public Health, Morten Gronbach, has suggested people abstain from the trend of placing snus packs in their foreskin and buttholes, as it could lead to addiction. Oh, really? What a brave opinion to have on this matter. But, in one forum, someone who has been experimenting with nicotine in their butthole mentioned that their craving from the substance disappeared after a few minutes of utilizing this unique placement. Benjamin, I am at a loss for words. May we please just move on and never discuss this again. What? You're telling me you don't want to try it? This just in. A UK climate change activist has just been sentenced to prison. Good! Anyone who opposes burning crude deserves 25 to life. Agreed. At an Extinction Rebellion rally at the London City Airport back in October of 2019, in a stunt to bring about awareness to that cause, 56-year-old Paralympic champion James Brown glued his own hand to the roof of an Amsterdam-bound plane on the tarmac. I have many questions, Joseph. The first one being... How does a paraplegic get on top of a plane? That part of the story remains a bit unclear, as flight attendants from the incident recall assisting Brown in boarding the plane, Brown then telling them he was going to climb onto the roof, and then subsequently doing so. He then used a bottle of superglue, which went undetected by airport security, to paste his right hand to the bloody exterior. Brown spent an hour on top of the aircraft before he was removed causing major delays in air travel and costing British Airways a whopping £40,000. You're telling me airport security could find the dime bag of ketamine stuffed in my rectum but couldn't even stop a bottle of superglue from slipping by? Perhaps next time you should hide the ketamine in a superglue bottle then. Mr. James Brown did, however, choose to represent himself at his trial, denying one count of causing a public nuisance. He claimed in court that he had to, quote do something spectacular to draw attention to the climate crisis. To which Judge Perrin said, quote, This is a case in which you acted together with at least ten other activists to plan and execute a major act of disruption. You intended to cause the maximum amount of disruption possible at the airport, if not shut it down completely. The only disruption these dweebs are causing is in my Conoco Phillips shares. Brown, born in Northern Ireland, 
represented Great Britain in cycling and athletics, as well as his home country of Ireland in cross-country skiing, taking home two gold medals in his Paralympic career. At his sentence hearing, his representative, Tim Maloney, stated that, quote, there is so much more to his life than sporting excellence. Well, who could disagree with that? Now the Paralympic activist stuntman will be forever known as the man who glued himself to a plane. Brown has been sentenced to 12 months in prison, but coincidentally, the Paralympian will only be serving half of his sentence. No comment. Well, that will without a doubt do it for us today. Go try putting a snus pack in your foreskin this week. And if you're a lady, put it somewhere else. Let us know in a review how that works for you. We'd love to know. And remember, as always, at the Transatlantic Times, it's out with the old and in with the news.